Thanks for joining us. You're about to listen to another Sunday worship service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.
Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to Clarkston United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Amy, and I'm glad to introduce to you my husband, Reverend Mike Mayo Moyle, who will be <laughs> uh, who is assisting uh, me this morning while Pastor Megan is off on vacation. So. Uh, we're glad to welcome you to this time here of worship and praise. Um, if you are new among us, we welcome you. There are, is a card in the pews that you can find there um, to fill out, and uh, that helps us just to stay connected and help you get connected. There's boxes, black boxes, in the narthex and in the gathering area with a big poster above them that says offering and, and prayers. And so you can just put those cards in there and the same with our attendance cards which you'll see there we have qr codes that you can use or you can fill out the card and place them in the boxes and if you're watching online if you please go to the website and check in again that just helps us to keep connected <clears throat> i wanted to let you know that if you did not have a chance to uh, submit your estimate of giving cards it's not too late we will still accept them um, and again, if you have it with you, you can place it in the, in the boxes or feel free to send them in. Next Sunday, today is Thanksgiving Sunday, and next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent. I don't know if you can believe that. I can't, but it is. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent, and we have a lot of things going on, and we'll tell you more about that in a few minutes. Um, but one of the things that's going on is our Christmas Connection, which is where we celebrate or where we support families in our community um, who are in need, and we provide Christmas for them. And so we have about 30 families that we support, both from our food pantry and from the schools. And if you are interested in sponsoring a family, please contact Pastor Megan. Uh, we also have some items online that you can go to a gift hero page and check out that you're going to get those things or on the bulletin board in the back there are still a few items if you'd like to just pluck one off and take that with you you can do that as well also coming up on december 3rd is our night of blessings and this is a night we're really excited about to kind of help us kick off the advent season um, you'll come, we'll have a soup dinner, and then following that, we've got different mission, hands-on mission projects to do in every room of the church. Uh, so you can start the Advent season by serving others, and then we'll have a live nativity here in the sanctuary uh, that you can come by and see before, before you leave that night. So um, we have a lot of things going on. And because we have a lot of things going on, the staff thought that maybe it would be helpful to put together a video to tell you about all of the different things that are going on. It's a little bit long because we have a lot going on. <laughs> um, and please don't hold our singing capabilities against us. But here is a video to share about everything that's going on uh, this Christmas season. There are so many things happening here at this church. It's Christmas time at CUMC. There are so many things happening here at this church. Open house at my place. December 11th, come on over between 1 and 5 for food, fun, and fellowship. It's Christmas time at CUMC. There are so many things happening here at this church. Night of Blessings. Come on December 3rd for hands-on missions. Open house at my place. It's Christmas time at CUMC. 
and hear A Thrill of Hope by Joel Rainey. Night of Blessings, open house at my place. It's Christmas time at CUMC. There are so many things happening here at this church. New Christmas Eve times, four, six, eight, and It's Christmas time at CUMC. There are so many things happening here at this church. Cookie decorating. Join us on December 19th and you can decorate some Christmas cookies. New Christmas Eve times, four, six, eight, and ten. Christmas cantata. Night of blessings. Open house at my place. It's Christmas time at CUMC. There are so many things happening here at this church. Evan by candlelight, come on December 14th and relax and enjoy as we celebrate Christmas. Cookie decorating. New Christmas Eve times, four, six, eight, and ten. parties. Don't forget on December 12th we have fuel and high school youth group parties. Evan by candlelight. Cookie decorating. New Christmas Eve times. Four, six, eight, and ten. Christmas cantata. Night of blessings. I don't remember my mind. It's Christmas time at CUMC. Eve times, four, six, eight, and ten. Christmas cantata, night of blessings, open house at my place. It's Christmas time at CUMC. There are so many things happening here at this church. Baby's first Christmas. Look for a link to send in your baby pictures for the service on December 19th. Evan by candlelight. Cookie decorating. New Christmas Eve times. Four, six, eight, and ten. Christmas cantata. Night of blessings. Open house at my place. It's Christmas time at CUMC. There are so many things happening here at this church. Ugly Christmas sweater. Christmas carols sing along. It's... December 9th. Like to see you there. Baby's first Christmas. Youth group Christmas party. Evan by candlelight. Cookie decorating. New Christmas Eve times. Four, six, eight, and ten. Christmas cantata. Night of blessings. Open house at my place. It's Christmas time at CUMC. Some of us had to concentrate more than others.
But you get the idea. When are the new Christmas Eve times? Four, six, eight, and ten. Good. Wonderful. Well, I'm so glad to welcome you into this time of worship. And now, Judy. Please stand as you are comfortable and join me in the call to worship. The text will be on the screen so that you can follow along. You're invited to join in saying the words that will be in bold type. We have gathered this morning to worship God. We have come to open ourselves to the power of God's presence in our midst. welcome you to worship on this, this uh, gray and cold day, but it's a day where God's love shines within this place. God's love warms our hearts, and in that spirit, we invite you to take a moment and welcome those around you. Today we are excited to celebrate in the sacrament of baptism and so I invite forward Bellamy Reagan Beatty and her parents and those who will be coming forward with her. We might celebrate her baptism.
Brothers and sisters in Christ, the sacrament of baptism symbolizes God's love and grace which works in us even when we are very young. Today we proclaim God loves Bellamy and we offer ourselves as instruments of God's love in her life. As Bellamy's parents and grandparents, you make vows on her behalf. The vows of baptism are covenantal, reflecting a promise between you, God, and this community. And we ask you these questions on behalf of the whole church. And so, we begin. We live in a world in which evil and brokenness are reality. Do you reject the evil that is at work in this world and repent of your sin? If so, the answer is I do. The resurrection of Jesus Christ shows us that evil will not have the last word. God gives us the power to resist injustice and oppression, but we have to choose to do so. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to risk evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, the answer is I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve Jesus as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to all people? If so, the answer is I do. I do. And finally, will you nurture Bellamy in Christ's holy church, by that by your teaching and example she may be guided to accept God's grace for herself, to profess her faith openly, and to lead a Christian life? If so, the answer is I will. Congregation, it is now our turn to share our vows together. We are all part of this baptismal covenant. Baptismal, baptism calls each of us to reaffirm our own faith as we make promises to help Bellamy know Christ and to grow in her faith and discipleship. So church, I ask you, do you as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, answer, we do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include Bellamy in your care? We will. If so, answer, we will. we will. With God's help, will you proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ? If so, answer, we will. We will. Will you show Christ to Bellamy, surrounding her with a community of love and forgiveness, that she may grow in her trust of God and be compelled to serve others? If so, answer, I will. I will. Finally, will you pray for Bellamy that she grow in her faith and discipleship, always remembering the promise of love and grace that marked her at her baptism? If so, please answer, we will. We will. Let us pray. Eternal God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the waters and brought order. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, who called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection, and to make disciples of all nations. As Jesus was baptized in the waters of the Jordan, so now we baptize Bellamy Reagan. Pour out your Holy Spirit on this water and she who receives it, 
May she forever be reminded that this water can never be washed off or wiped away, for it is the symbol of your love and grace that always has and always will abide in Bellamy Reagan. May she be clothed with righteousness and hope all the days of her life. Amen. Bellany Reagan, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Bellamy, the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born of water and the Spirit, you will grow to be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We light this baptismal candle in honor of Bellamy's baptism this morning, and then we'll send it home with you so that you can relight this candle and remember the faithfulness of God throughout Bellamy's life. Amen. Amen. I don't want to let her go. <laughs> Find my place here. <laughs> Let us now sing together as we celebrate and as we have made promises. Let us sing on eagle's wings. You can find that in your hymnal on page 143. Let us sing together. And God our joy to welcome our new sister in Christ. Please join me in the congregational response. Through baptism, we are incorporated into God's new creation. With you, we renew our congregation by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as a member of the family of Christ. Let us pray. What a gift it is to see this beautiful girl, O oh God. We thank you for Bellamy and for her parents and her family, for the legacy of faith that she inherits, and for her identity as a child of God. For your love will always be with her no matter where she goes. And for that we are thankful. May she come to know you and all that you offer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I think we're kind of coming with you. <laughs> you think I can hold her and preach, right? <laughs>
Let us now join together in a time of prayer, first taking a few moments of, of silent prayer, and then I'll lead us in a pastoral prayer. Almighty God, Good and gracious God, let all of us, even those of us that sometimes have trouble carrying a tune, sing a song, a constant song of thanksgiving. This day, O oh God, we come before you as your thankful people, as people thankful for all the blessings you have brought into our lives, the big ones and the small ones that we sometimes fail to recognize. We, O oh God, give you thanks for the blessings of, of new life. We give you thanks for the blessings of food and clean water and fresh air, for the blessings of friends and family that support us and sustain us and help us to know of your love. Almighty God, we are your thankful people, and we confess that sometimes we, we aren't always mindful of your presence and of your power in our lives. In this week ahead, O oh God, may we especially be mindful, may we especially be filled with, with hearts full of gratitude for all that you, are do you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will accomplish. Almighty God, we know that, that life isn't always easy. Life is filled with its, its share of anger and fear and doubt. But you, you are with us, and your love sustains us. So, too, are you with us in the times of joy, of, of peace and prosperity, and we sing your thanksgivings in those moments as well. Almighty God, who is bringer of every blessing, remind us again this week and in the season ahead that, that you have blessed us so that we might be a blessing to others. Help us to be that source of someone else's thanksgiving. Help us to be your hands and your feet that, that share your love, that shower your blessing upon a world that is so still desperately in need. Help us to be the voice of hope. Help us to be the hands of comfort. And help us to let your light shine 
in the places of darkness where people are feeling dark, uh, feeling stuck and, and in despair. All of this we pray in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. reading today is from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Lest you be wondering if the reason I chose that scripture for this morning is because of that opening line, make a joyful noise, and we had that lovely video of us trying to make a joyful noise. That's not the reason. <laughs> 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 it's 
Psalm 100 is a psalm that I think a lot of us have heard before, at least that opening line of make a joyful noise. But there's much about it that I'm not sure we realize. You see, it's an introductory hymn, a call to worship. The words initiate worship and give us a foundation of our theology of worship. Worship, that's what we're here to do today. And all that we do in this time is worship. It's meant to be a form of thanksgiving to God, an expression of our gratitude. Now, sure, in worship there are moments of lesson and challenge, but the music is expression of praise. And the offering is a way of saying thank you. And the prayer time always has an aspect of worship. And thanksgiving. The psalm calls us to praise God, to make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Give thanks. Bless God's name. Why? Because the Lord is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. Now, the theme of God's steadfast love is found throughout the Old Testament, and the Hebrew word for it is hesed. We see it often because Israel endures much, but through all they experience, God's hesed, God's steadfast love, is with them. God's steadfast love is what promises them a land of their own, delivers them from the hand of Pharaoh, guides them and feeds them in the desert. God is with them in all their exiles and all their trials. So the psalmist is calling them to praise and extend thanksgiving. Now, I don't know, but I don't think that the Israelites are all that different from us. They experienced God's love and grace, even in struggle, even in desperation. Yet they didn't always notice God's love and grace surrounding them. They grumbled and saw what they lacked, without always knowing how God provided. They took for granted the beauty and the blessing that was always around them. Gratitude starts with noticing the goodness in life. When my kids were little, we lived in a farming community, as I've shared before. And what I would find is as we would drive in the car, they would shout out, Uh, what we passed, right? They would say, oh, cows or sheep, or they would make the noises of the cows and the sheep, which I'm not going to do. And they would, we would pass the corn and they'd say, oh, mom, the corn, look how high it is, or the wheat, and they'd comment on how gold the wheat was. Now, these were things that I drove by every day, but for several years, I really paid little attention to them. But once my kids could speak, and identify all those things that they saw in the books as we drove by, they noticed everything and ensured that I did too. For so long, I never noticed how beautiful it was where we lived. Because of them, I started noticing. Even when I was alone, I would notice the tiger lilies on the side of the road and the many buildings on a farm and that, how the dairy cows were black and white and when the sheep were sheared. 
Having grown up in the suburbs and never having lived in the country, for so long I resented how long it took to get anywhere until I started to really notice and appreciate all the beauty that was around me. When I did, I felt great joy. Every once in a while, we can get caught up in joy. It can really fill us, and we can find that joy in our hearts. We see the goodness of God, and we recognize the beauty of God's creation, the gift of a child, the blessing of a grandparent. It feels good. That's it. That's the moment to thank God. Because you're experiencing God's love and grace. And when you feel that joy, express thanksgiving right there and then. I have a video that I want to share with you called The Thanksgiving Chair. And if you're watching online, unfortunately because of copyright, you can't watch it right now. But we are putting up the website so you can see that and come back. And for those of you here in person, um, here is this video. starts with noticing the goodness in life, sitting in the thanksgiving chair, expressing our thanksgiving, living in a state of gratitude, which is not just for God, it's also for us. It's a gift to God and to ourselves. An article in Psychology Today shared that psychologists find that over time, Feeling grateful boosts happiness and fosters both physical and psychological health. Even, those among, even among those who are already struggling with mental health problems, studies show that practicing gratitude curbs the use of words expressing negative emotions and shifts inner attention away from such negative emotions as resentment, resentment and envy, minimizing the possibility of ruminating a hallmark of depression. I always come into the month of November a little bit cynical, if I'm honest. It seems like in November, I all of a sudden see that everyone is thankful, and they'll post their gratitude posts every day in November, and I think, wow, are you just really only grateful in November? It seems a little phony to me. In the late fall of 2019, I issued a challenge to my congregation, a challenge for them to express gratitude every day of the year. Now, they could do this by writing in a journal, they could post it on social media, they could share at the table, whatever it was, to express gratitude every day. Find one thing, at least, that you were thankful for. And so um, I thought I should probably practice what I preached and did that myself. And so every day for a year, I would post on Facebook what I was grateful for. Now, as I said, this was a challenge I offered in, the late, in late 2019. So when it came to January and February, it was very easy to find things for which I was grateful. And then March of 2020 happened. And it became harder. And sometimes I would just post, I'm grateful to have to post about gratitude every day. Because sometimes it was hard. But I found myself living each day, looking for something for which to be grateful, while being locked in my house, 
And it helped me to be positive, to recognize that all, I, all that I did have, even in the midst of fear and anxiety and trying to figure out what in the world to do next, gratitude starts with noticing the good in life. I know every time Bellamy starts to cry, you feel a little bit anxious, right? <laughs> but for me, hearing the baby, right, that's a blessing. And you feel thankful because we just baptized her. We promised to love her and support her. And that's an amazing gift to get to, to do that and to show her God's love. And for a year, I didn't get to hold babies. And it's pretty nice to do that again, and so we're grateful. Gratitude starts with noticing the goodness in life, and when it becomes a habit, we are blessed. Now, it might take reorienting our lives to become more focused on gratitude because we are busy people, and we are doing, doing, doing. And we don't always take the time to see the good. This is especially important as we start to get into the Advent season and we start to plan for Christmas and we get so focused on making Christmas happen that we forget to stop and breathe and notice the good. Sometimes we're grumpy people and with good reason. But when we focus on the negative, we don't notice the way that God is working in our lives and being joyful is just not possible. So looking for the good, noticing the good, and expressing our gratitude helps us to live joyfully. In his book, Thanks, Dr. Robert Emmons writes, People who experience gratitude in dire circumstances consistently report that they are happier than those who do not and are less susceptible to negative emotions and outcomes. It is the presence of thankfulness in trying times that enables us to conclude that gratitude is not simply a form of positive thinking or a technique of happyology, but rather a deep and abiding recognition and acknowledgement that goodness exists under even the worst that life offers. But it takes intentionality. And if you go online, there are all kinds of articles that you can find that will give you list of list and list of how to become grateful every day. But there's a few that I thought really um, are meaningful. And one is to keep a gratitude journal every day. Write down three things for which you're grateful. I did this with my kids a few years ago, which, you know, sometimes it felt like a chore and they would say, oh, do we have to do gratitude? And sometimes they were happy and excited to share. And sometimes they said, I'm just grateful it wasn't a bad day. Or I'm just grateful that for the things I was yesterday. But still, it helped to foster gratitude in their lives and got them to look each day for something for which to be grateful. One of the suggestions that the website offers is to engage in mental subtraction. To ask yourself, what would it be like if this event didn't happen if this person wasn't in my life. And it reminds you to be grateful, to not take it for granted, but to express gratitude. Others suggest to acknowledge how far you've come, to share your gratitude with others and help them to feel grateful and thankful, to use our senses and recognize the smells that make us happy or the sounds of handbells or choir that give us joy. 
and to just go through the motions of saying thank you and smiling. We are an incredibly blessed people. And living in gratitude helps us to recognize those blessings and helps us to bless others. By living in gratitude, our joy, our thankfulness can be felt by others and inspire them to gratitude as well. I want to close out my sermon this morning with a prayer uh, by Rabbi Naomi Levy. It's a Thanksgiving prayer that really speaks to me and I hope will to you. Let us pray. For the laughter of the children, for my own life breath, for the abundance of food on this table, for the ones who prepared this wonderful feast, for the roof over our heads, for the clothes on our back, for our health and our wealth of blessings, for this opportunity to celebrate with family and friends, for the freedom to pray these words without fear in any language, in any faith, in this great country, whose landscape is as vast and beautiful as her inhabitants. We thank you, God. Thank you, God, for giving us all of these. Amen and amen. This week I was talking to a colleague in, in ministry about what a strange life we live with the, the parsonage system that pastors have. The blessing of, of having a parsonage, having a house that the church provides for us to live in is that when we get the call from the bishop that we're moving, we don't need to worry about selling a house and buying a new house in that, that four to six month window. But it does offer some, some challenges. It's a, it's a leap of faith. You don't always know what you're getting into. You don't always know if your furniture is going to fit in the new place. You don't have that opportunity to, to pick the neighborhood or pick the style of house that you might, might want to live in. And, and certainly we've heard some horror stories from, from other clergy colleagues that have had um, trouble with, with the house not being up, up to appropriate conditions. But I can say, having lived in, in both the parsonage here in Clarkston, um, we have been so, so richly blessed by, by the amount of effort and the amount of upkeep the trustees and the entire congregation has done to, to make your house our home. And so I come before you with thanksgiving in your heart, thanksgiving for, for all that you have done, especially all the work that you put in over this summer to prepare, um, to prepare the, the house next door for, for us to, to come to and, and feel so well, warmly welcomed and, and received in. 
And so I, I give you my thanks, I give you my gratitude for, for your generosity, for, for all your giving that makes this possible, makes our lives possible. And we enter now into a time of, of, of giving, a time of offering our financial gifts, but offering also our hearts to God in ways that we might extend that blessing within the walls of this church and, and far beyond. There are lots of different ways to give. Um, if you have a, a gift that you've brought here in the sanctuary, we have the drop boxes as you leave. You can also text to give or give online as the information on the screen showed, uh, displays. But I give you thanks. I give you thanks for your generosity in the season of generosity and ask that we might continue to, to see how our gifts may be used to touch and bless others.
give to us, O oh God. We are thankful. And we offer ourselves and our gifts back to you for the furtherance of your kingdom as signs of our thanksgiving. Bless and use. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Reminder that there are still a few uh, Christmas connection items on the back bulletin board if you'd like to take any of those with you. And that Night of Blessings is coming up, and that's also the Christmas cookie sale, so don't forget that as well. And now go forth from this place as thankful people, knowing that God goes with you and sharing that gratitude. And may the peace of Christ be in your hearts. Amen.
You've been listening to the Sunday Worship Service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.